Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black and Abroad, an interview series highlighting the lived experiences of Black expats around the world. I'm Kendall Tyson, your host, licensed therapist, and fellow Black expat. We have a great episode in store for you today, and I would like to welcome Makosa Nathaniel Simbarashe to our show today. Say hi, Simba. Hi, thanks for having me. You are so welcome. So before we get started, I'm going to do just like a brief interview, a brief introduction. Um, so Simba hails from Kadoba, Zimbabwe. He's currently a student in China, because um, y'all know I'm in China right now. He's a student and a startup entrepreneur. And at the age of 21, he came to China to study, mainly because of a scholarship. That's an amazing opportunity. So yeah. there are you know, five kids in his family, um, and he's a third born, and he, I think you said your little brother's here, or there's a, you have a brother after you. Yeah, I have a brother, little brother after Okay, yeah. okay. So it sounds as if, you know, one um, moment in life, a life-changing moment was when your father passed away in mm -hmm. 2012, um, as he was working as a high school te biology teacher and math teacher, um, and I know that can be, you know, a challenging thing, but I'm, I'm glad to know that, you know, you have your mom who's a homemaker and a housewife and that right there is a huge job in itself. Yeah, so yeah, it really it sounds is. like you're living your life independently here in Beijing. Correct, correct. correct. <laughs> okay, so before we get further into our interview, I always ask like, so who would you say Simba is? Well, that is, uh, of course, when you when many people are asked about those questions, they start to mention what they do. They start to mention the the, the achievement they've made in life. No, I'm a doctor and this, I'm a student in this. But uh, recently, I have uh, come to realize that all of that, that is just content we identify with. And as soon as those uh, things are taken from us, we kind of slide back into identity crisis and then we fail to realize what we are exactly so simba is just i am for me that's me that's it's just me as a whole as a human being and and what i stand for and what i believe to be true i cannot identify myself with what i've achieved or what i look like or yes i'm black of course and i'm black and living abroad but that does not go deep down into identifying who I am exactly. Okay, well, share with us one thing that identifies who you are exactly. <sighs> uh, okay. I'm a therapist, so I ask really good questions. <laughs> All right. Uh, honestly, uh, as Simba, right, as you say, like what identifies you as Simba, honestly, for me, is the ability to get out of crazy and confusing situations. Probably that's just me because I've always found myself in such situations. But even though as painful as it might be at the end of the day, I I come out uh, looking back like, oh, how, but how did I exactly come out of this? But I'm already out of the situation. Basically, that's what identifies me. And that's what probably gives me strength to keep on moving, to keep on going as I, as I progress in this life. The, the knowledge that I'm able to come out come out of my situations as a whole, as what I believe to be who I am. Basically, that's what it is, yeah. So one of the things that I, I'm glad is that 
you know, we have a voice for students that are studying abroad as a student right now that's studying abroad. That's a demographic, that's a large demographic here in Beijing. So for anybody watching the show that happens to be in your, in the phase of life that you're in, um, a maturing young man trying to figure out, you know, his place in the world, who he is, you yeah. know, all the juggling, all these balls, college student trying to start a business. I definitely hope that you're able to, you know, share your truth when it comes to the experiences that you're currently living. Um, yeah. So that other students that are studying abroad and walking a similar path can kind of hear and glean from the life that you're currently living. Yeah. 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 Okay. Currently. So as an expatriate, you know, an individual mm -hmm. living outside your home country, mm -hmm. how did you tell, tell us about your journey to Beijing? Well, as I said, I came here, as you said, actually, I came here uh, as a, I was offered a scholarship and it was a, a life-changing moment when I heard that I would be going to, to, I would be coming here. So yeah, I came here mainly for the scholarship. And actually the truth of the matter is I came here when I was in, I was 19, September okay. of 2019. Yeah, that's right now. That's when I'm 21, but I came September 2019. That's when I came here. And um, that's, that's basically what happened. I was helped by my cousin who is in Tianjin right now, but um, that's, that was my journey. I had finished my, um, I don't know how to explain this, but we have a, a high school in, 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 in Zimbabwe that's, they call it advanced level. I had just finished advanced level and I, I did not just average well. So yeah, when they told me I got a scholarship and I found, I found myself here and that's basically the whole journey. There's, there's, there's okay. nothing more. Yeah, that's okay, What are you that. studying? I'm studying electrical engineering and it's okay. automation. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, what does that entail? Like as a student of electrical engineering, what does your day look like? Well, probably um, I can speak for myself right now as a person who is trying to start a business and at the same time studying. Well, it's basically a busy day for me. And most people of my age don't understand me because sometimes I do my work and I'm busy from eight in the morning to eight in the evening. And sometimes I even get back home at 10 p.m. every day, uh, probably not every day, but the weekdays from Monday to Friday. Because during the day from eight to maybe three, I do my schoolwork. And then after that, I do stuff that's related to my company. So yeah, it's actually very, very hard. And considering the type of environment that we're living in and this type of age, you know, there are a lot of social pressures that we have you, first of all, you want to go party, you want to go clubbing, right? At the same time, you want to make sure you get your grades because mama, mama's waiting for that, for the, for the degree, you know, mama's waiting right. for the they paper. Mama. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At the, at the same time, at the same time, you are aware of this, of this ideology that's rising up that, no, if you're going to solely depend on your program or solely depend on your education, it's not going to get you nothing but pay your bills. It's not going to get you the life that you exactly want. So at the same time, you're going to try and start something of your own. So it's a very critical and delicate balance that you have to maintain your social life, having friends and having your free time studying. And at the same time, trying to earn or trying to prepare so that you're able to get the life that you want. So it's a very critical and confusing balance that sometimes people just give in. I did that one time. You just give in and just fall on that one side of the balance. It's either you become a nerd 
or you become someone who goes to the clubs or probably every weekend or every every day, you know. So there is that imbalance that we face uh, as a college student right now that you try to balance exactly what you want and what's expected of you. I hear you. That sounds like a very delicate balance, right? Um, like you it said, is. it sounds like it can be a lot of pressure. And one thing I definitely want to say is it sounds as if having all of these moving parts, because everybody may not want to have a business. Some people may just want to be here for school. I consider myself a black nerd and I think that's absolutely okay. Right. I think it's um because we, as the people that we are of the diaspora, we come from intellect, we come from creators. So I don't want anyone to ever shy away from honing in on education. But I think sometimes you have to, not even sometimes, what I hear from you is that your focus is different. So the decisions that you choose to make, I wouldn't say are better or worse than anyone else. It's just what you've decided for your life at this point is different than other people, maybe in your age demographic. Because um, at one point I was, you know, clubbing and having a good time as well. But there's a time and a place for that when you have an idea of what you want your current, how you want your current time to be used and how that's going to, you know, lead you to the, um, your, your best hope or your envisioned future. I think the way that we approach things is different, right? So yeah, yeah, figuring out yeah. how to be able to support to one another, mm-hmm. um, I would say it's critical. So, you know, with that question, I'm, I'm curious, I heard you speak a lot about school and work. It sounds like you have a, a really set routine, which honestly is a good thing. Yeah, Tell yeah, me I actually do. Okay, okay, that's good because that's going to help yeah. you. How does your routine help you? Help us understand that. Well, uh, first, I you know what I, what I, what I've established and realized is that many people of our uh, of my demographic age group, they they have an idea. You know, they know that I'm supposed to be doing this. No, I'm supposed to be focused on my work. I'm supposed to be, but it it only plays in the mind. And what I've realized is that most of us don't realize that until you put it in action and the but by putting in action i mean you start writing it down it only stays in your mind and it only hovers there until you find oh you discover it's already three years oh no it's already four years and i haven't done nothing yet so i realized that no for me to make a real tangible progress i have to set goals of course i have you have a bigger ultimate goal but then you you just you distill that and you separate it into smaller uh, periodic goals and then into daily goals and that's what made me come up with a daily routine i i it's it's old but i i have a i have a thing on my on my wall it actually details like you wake up at this time you do this you do that so that that helps me to check me and check myself because when i put this down i look at myself and say okay Simba, what is it exactly that you want in your life? You know, when you're sober, when you don't have anybody, when anyone around you, just you and your thoughts, and you think about exactly what you stand for and exactly what you deeply want in life. Because no matter what we do outside the club and all that, we know what we really want as a, as a human being, as a person, you know exactly what you want and exactly what you feel. So when you write those things down, you're not biased, you know? So when you want to go out of your way, you have something that act as a guideline, something that acts as a, as a way to keep you in track of where you want to go. So basically that's what helps me to help me uh, man- manage my time and 
manage my time as effectively as possible as I, as I can. And, and listen, the things that you're saying are literally <laughs> the things that I share with my clients, be they adolescent, wow. <laughs> uh, millennial professionals, college students, it's understanding how do you manage your time effectively? You yeah. know, what does it look like to be goal oriented? Um, but first that starts with one of the things I heard you say is, is just your dreamer things. So that's essentially talking about a person's best hopes. What is the end goal? What are you doing all of this for? Um, and then you begin to work backward so mm -hmm. that you can identify what are the key things that I need to do in order to get there. So that's it's exactly right. I'm wondering who is it that you learned? Who did you learn these processes from? Well, actually, I cannot say one person or I cannot okay. name. Oh, maybe if I if I would be naming one thing, I would say it would be life. I don't know if that would be confusing, but I would say basically it's just life. Because, you know, uh, coming from a country like Zimbabwe and coming to China, it's a huge, you know, it's a huge gap. You know, it's like, you know, it's like what they say in... Um, I don't know, in those sci-fi movies, if you watch them, that maybe there's a quick change in speed, you know, or a quick change in, in whatever, you know, there's a very gap, you know, coming from Zimbabwe and coming to coming from Zimbabwe and coming to China. So that kind of leaves you in a loop that you kind of leave yourself behind and sort of like start off as a new human being here. And then when that happens, you are like a kid who's trying to figure out what works and what does not work. And at the same time, you don't, you don't have direct guidance or direct uh, counsel as, as to what you're supposed to do. So for me, basically, it was just downs and probably uh, terrible moments in my life that made me realize, oh no, I, I, I really need to fix something, you know? Because when you have a need, a desire, you know, and, and that need is not satisfied, it will motivate you to, to do things which some of sometimes you cannot explain, you know? And, um, you know, there, there was a time I even looked for, for a therapist. If, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I really, <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I really felt like I needed to talk to someone, you know, and I even called, I even went on Google because I didn't know anything, you know? So I, I tried to, to look for that, but unfortunately I couldn't find because, I don't know. I, I just ended up okay, realized that, okay, I, I need to fix myself and I need to deal with myself. Okay. So gradually I started taking baby steps with concrete steps and that made me come up with a, with a solid plan that I now follow without any, without any problems. Okay. I like that. I like the fact that you kind of admitted that at some point, you know, you need a little bit of assistance. And I think that's yeah. one thing in, in our culture, I'll just say, when I say culture as Black people, although mm -hmm. we are to the world Black people, we all have our own distinctive cultures. Zimbabwe, yeah, yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to know mm -hmm. how has you know growing up in Zimbabwean culture affected or influenced your thinking about mental health? Because it sounds well, as if you, you know that it's important. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 you know, as you have said that cultures that, that uh, as the world sees us, we are one, right? But fundamentally, we are different, you know? But what I would like to say is that the role like right, that, that culture plays is that, you know, let's, if we might want to consider the, 
what is this called? The the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, that 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 pyramid, yeah. you know, at, at the bottom is like physiological needs and, and on and on and stuff like that. So what I believe is that if the differences in the way that a culture evolves as a direct impact into how they take, uh, uh, how seriously they take mental health, because if if your main goal or if your needs at the moment are trying to find clothing and food and a house, there is no absolute way, absolute way you're going to think about, okay, your mental health, because you don't have time to think for that. You have to secure your next meal, you know? So considering my culture as a, as, a, as someone who's, who's from Zimbabwe, I would say that cultures really play a very different role. That's why I think you know, in the more developed countries, you you have more uh, mental health institutions than in the in the in the still developing countries. Because in a country like Zimbabwe, people are busy looking for food. People are busy looking for shelter. They they're looking for how am I gonna pay my bills? How am I gonna pay for my for my for my kids' school fees? You know, something like that. And they are preoccupied with those things that they don't have time to pay attention to to their mental health. But of which I think it's it's um. It's kind of a problem because the fact that the fact that you're busy, you're preoccupied with the trying to satisfy your physiological needs, that does not eliminate the fact that mental health needs to be taken care of. You know, right. it, it's it's like it's like physical physical fitness. You know, you hardly see a gym in Zimbabwe. Of course, they're there, but they're not as plenty as, as we have in China. Like here in my compound, downstairs, I think there are like two or three gyms, right? But in Zimbabwe, you have to go something like five or ten kilometers to get a gym, you know? So in as much as uh, physical health is important, it's, I mean, mental health is equally as important, but people choose, or I cannot say choose, but circumstantially, they are forced to ignore, but they don't know that it is important to pay attention to. I hear you. I think what you said makes absolute sense. And it sounds to me like you're recognizing that there's a systemic imbalance, right? That's exactly it's, right. Yeah. It's the same thing in America when it comes to certain demographics and socioeconomic mm -hmm. demographics and races that we, we are spending time on trying to live and survive and provide shelter. And that, that doesn't negate the presence of mental health struggles. Oftentimes yeah. it exacerbates, it makes them worse. Yeah. But if, you know, the resources aren't widely available or there's not enough outreach for individuals of certain economic status to be able to um, seek entry and afford, then oftentimes it could, you know, make their um, outcomes a bit more challenging, right? So I think what That's I'm hearing right. you say is, what does it look like to improve the systems that are available for individuals to be able to spend time working on their mental health? That, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, okay. that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the whole thing. Okay, so then I'm, I'm curious as, you know, we have just a few more questions. As a young male, a young Black male, um, here living in a foreign country, what does community, you know, mean to you? Uh, the research states that a lot of men struggle with having a bunch of friends and being social and that that greatly impacts their mental well-being. So I would like to know what does the concept of community and chosen family while you're here living abroad, how does that impact your life? 
Well, um, well, honestly speaking, for me, um, maybe it's the way I was nurtured while growing up, but I never really had a lot of friends, probably maybe because I was a little bit uh, isolated when I, when, I, when I was growing up, uh, probably a forced isolation. It's a polite way of saying, you know, uh, I really didn't fit. I was a misfit, exactly. In, in, you got in, in trouble. <laughs> Not into trouble, but the, 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 the here. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, I, I don't like people to feel pizza for me, but I was in primary school, I was, I was kind of, you know, bullied, you know, so that, that, that separated me from, from my peers, exactly. Okay. And, and, and the people that I started to uh, hang out with, they were much older than me because uh, I just didn't see the goodness in my peers, you know. So I didn't have a lot of friends, even when I was in Zim. And when I came here, it it came back and, and it and became the same thing. And, and right now, I, I have only one person whom I call my friend, and that is basically all that I need, you know. Of course, yeah, I have other close acquaintances, right? But when I mean friend, when I mean actual friend, I mean one person, and that 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 guy is is just more than a friend to me. He's brother and there's this guy a rapper called joiner lucas he said one time that I, I came to understand that family the word family is just a cover you know people try to use it to take advantage of you and and i realized that because I, I i've been through a lot honestly I've, I've seen a lot of troubles and i've been in in so much real real troubles that i needed people who i thought were my family but then i realized that no this is they're not here for me so for me community it's there to remind me uh basically that i'm not alone right i'm not alone in this foreign land and there are people who are keeping up with me but pertaining to direct motivation as to my mental well-being honestly it is just my friend and and Yes, the, the community helps, but you know, when you go to those functions, the black whatever functions, yeah, you see people, but there is no way you're gonna pull out your heart. You're gonna know there's no way you're gonna pull out exactly how you're feeling about whatever situation is going on with your life to just just random guy random guys you meet, you know? Right. You, 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 uh well, I don't know, maybe I, I think I, I don't know, maybe I, now, but I'm glad. <laughs> well, honestly. Yes, I, I've said right, but honestly, I, I've, this is just probably the tip of the iceberg. If if I had to delve and dig down, deep down into, into what I've been through, honestly, I recently wrote something down, and it it I wrote uh, eighteen thousand words, a thirty page. Uh, I don't know how to say that, but it's it's just a, a narration of, of 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 what has been going on in my life, you know, over the course of the past two years, eighteen thousand words. I didn't. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, for me, it's, yes, they help, but they help in the sense of development and evolving as a, as a Black people, you know, and just to have a thought and the, the knowledge, you know, I, I've, came, I've come to realize that the essence of humanity and survival lies in the knowledge and um, in the presence of two equally important things, right? you need to have a purpose in life, and you need to have you need to have friends. You need to have people whom you know they've got your back, and that that 
yeah, that is what I have broken down this, what I think my life is to just two things. If I have a purpose, and if I have people that I know that I have my back, that is it. So I think if the community gives you the people to lean on or people who've got your back part, then I think, yeah, it's really essential. Okay. I really like that. Like two of the things that you talked about having a purpose in life and having the communal support are two of the aspects of well-being mm. that help people have good outcomes, that help people mm. improve their mental health. Um, yeah. You know, stigma grows when we're isolated and depression, you know, deepens when we don't have the support systems, appropriate healthy support systems for us to be able to work our ways into um, better ways of being. So I really appreciate what you're saying. And you said something key, um, like going out, you're not gonna share. Of course, you gotta build up trust. That, that's kind of what I'm hearing you saying that learning to trust others, that takes time. Mm -hmm. But there's also an element when we've experienced a certain type of trauma when it comes to dealing with people, especially people that are supposed to be close to us, we have to also learn how to trust ourselves and our judgment, right? That there's nothing wrong with the way, the judgment that we weigh, the, the way that we think through things, how we trust other people. Um, we have to be just as forgiving to ourselves when things have occurred in our lives and we've, we've reaped um, some sort of consequence that maybe that ne doesn't, isn't necessarily, you know, what we deserve. Because a, yeah. a lot of unfortunate things happen to good people but yeah. one, one of the through lines I hear about what you're saying is that you have a, a built-in resilience that's been nurtured over time. And sometimes resilience is only nurtured through challenge, right? But you have to wake up every day with a decision. Either I'm going to best this thing that's in my way, or I'm going to let it best me. Um, yeah. I know me, I don't like to lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have just a few more questions. When you think about the advancement of mental health in... Zimbabwe and Black communities here um, while you're in China. I'm wondering, you know, can you briefly share with us what do you, what would you hope for that to look like? Well, I certainly hope that everyone um, have this internal and uh, strong um, basic, basic knowledge that mental health is something that is as important as physical health. You know, you know, people always talk about physical health. You know, you, you might not exactly look uh, look for it, right? Or you might not exactly try to hear what it is about. But here and there, you hear, oh no, you don't have to. You have to exercise a little bit. You have to do this. You you don't have to drink too much beer. You have to eat fruits. You know, for, for some reason, they pass through our ears those things. But it seems as if mental health, we don't hear about that from almost nothing, you know? So I need, I think my hope is that everyone gets an awareness that mental health is as important as probably eating food, you know? You, you, you need to, you need to be exercising, you need to do things that helps you keep in shape because we, I think as a black community, we, we have this feeling that no, it uh, uh, doesn't matter. I'll, I'll take care of it later on, you know, but it's not like that. It, it's actually yeah. very important. And, and they, I think the hope is that they need to, that there's a need to be an awareness, you know, and for people who are probably uh, older than me or who are my age, 
there's a slim, there's a small chance that people, that there can be a mental shift towards how they understand mental health. But I think our best bet is on trying to educating the young, you know, from people who are starting from kindergarten, they need to be told as young as they start going, as, when they start going to school, they need to be told that, no, you need to pay attention to your work, to your mental health. It's very important. So when they grow up, they have this conscious consciousness in them that, no, I need to pay attention to this. This is important. And this is what I need to do. I, I really appreciate, I really appreciate, and I agree with what you're saying. It's a little bit more difficult and more challenging to help shift the thinking and understanding of our older generations. It's not impossible. And I think yeah. that the stage of life that myself and you are in, there's a lot more awareness, <laughs> you know, that's being put out into the world, you know, but every day it's just, we have to make a decision, you know, are we going to face the things that get in our way so that we can have a better outcome, but specifically train like we would train kids in math and science yeah, and that, education that's exactly right training yeah. them about emotional awareness you know you know having an assertive voice setting boundaries um but i think a lot of that also starts at home in in our respective cultures reframing what some of the things that we've been taught looks like you know depending on where you're from and how your family dynamic is setting boundaries is difficult for people to do when Maybe you weren't taught that saying no is okay, or you were taught that to prioritize yourself means that you're selfish. So when it comes to shifting these narratives within our you know, um, local families and local communities, I think that we'll continue to see um, more growth. Um, I, I do have a question for you as a college student. Mm -hmm. If you were talking to fellow college students right now, what would you say like what would be the top three things um, you would offer for them to help them when it comes to supporting them through difficult times? <laughs> well, if, if we, we are to, if we are to picture me call, talking to other college students. You are well, right now. So. Well, 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 that, that, that is honestly speaking. There will be college students that are watching this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I would want to say that there has to be a precondition that these students that I'm talking to, they have a, a slight realization that there's need for mental health. Because, you know, I think the greatest sickness that can, that can ever be is that, is that, is that you, know, you don't know that you're sick. I think that is the greatest sickness, everyone. So when you start to realize, yeah, when you start to realize that, no, I need to pay attention to this. Well, in that precondition, well... Well, I, 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 can tell, I can tell people that the first thing is that you, you need to pay attention to yourself because uh, for you to be the best uh, to everyone, to your friends, to you to, as a classmate, as a student, you need to be the best version of yourself. So you start by working inward out, you know? Uh, uh, I like quoting people. I think J. Cole said, um, um, uh, uh, the only real change come from inside, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to, to, to reflect and look at yourself and, and, and say, okay, what is it exactly that I need? And then you start from there. So as a help to their mental health, I would say the first thing we need to do, you, you need to have knowledge. Once you realize that you, yeah, there's a slight problem with you, you need to have knowledge. And knowledge comes through learning. And there are many ways we can learn, you know, you can 
you watch videos on YouTube and such these programs also they help a lot. And uh, you can even read. I, I on the top of my list is reading. I, I read a lot. I started reading October of 20, uh, 2020. That's when I started reading. I did not read at all before. Like I, I, I had not completed one single book in my life. But ever okay. since it's now turned into a habit and I have stacked a lot of books and so reading is, is number one, you know, you need to, to have knowledge. Too. Look at my library. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine, mine is just over there. You cannot see it, but yeah, I, I have amassed, <laughs> I've amassed a large number of books and I would um, recommend people to read. Um, there's this book called the seven habits of highly effective people. By one of my Steve favorite Covey. books. I give it away every time I talk. But they have one for teens too. So ooh, me, me too. Me too. I, I I recently I recently did a giveaway. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I don't have any any social media, Instagram or what Facebook. But on my WeChat, I, I just wrote that okay. If there's anybody who needs this, just just lead, just hit me up. And right now, if I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I'm willing to give. 10, 10 books free if anybody okay. needs this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you can make that happen. We can make it happen. Yeah, and, and just 10 books. You know, that book really, really helped me. So people need to read and people need to understand and they need to have knowledge, you know. And people take some of these things for granted. You know, having your your time, having quiet time, it's it's really an important thing. You just sit down and let your thoughts flow with your thoughts. And if you have an Apple Watch, it's, it's quite very easy. They have mind, uh, mindful, mindful, what do you call this? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, mindful right. moment. Like, take mindful time moment. Down, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They have mindfulness and, and reflection, you know? It only yeah. takes one minute, you know? Sometimes they tell you just to breathe. Those things are important and they really help you. You just, I think the only, in simple words, the thing I need to say is you need to be conscious. That's all. Mm. You need you need to snap out of this whatever whatever will be going on in your life. You just need to snap out a little bit. Oh, as there's this one song called "Blue Notes" by Mick Mill. He sings and then he says, uh, "Wait a moment. Take a few steps back, and then take a look at yourself, right?" And then he says, "No, actually, get out of yourself, and then go a little distance, and then look at yourself." So you need to have a consciousness uh, uh, of what's going on. You need to feel present of what's going on at the moment in your life. I, that's what I would say to my, my fellow students. <laughs> I, listen, when they watch this, I think that people are going to be hitting you up to talk to them because um, you have oh. quite a lot of knowledge and obviously the on-the-ground experience. Um, I re- I'm so glad that you said the seven habits of highly effective people. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, actually, I think well, actually, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm giving away ten books for free, not just just for okay. people to to have a knowledge. Yeah, okay, and actually, so I've been thinking partner, we can partner to make to make that happen. So yeah. we can talk after this is over. Yeah. Um, I just have like two more questions. Yeah. Um. So when you think about self care, can you briefly share with me like what are the things that you do on a daily basis to take care of yourself? Well, um. The first thing is that because um, I have a very, I have a very busy day, as I said, from from eight to eight, my day is fully planned, and so what what I do is that I read, I make sure that every day I read something, and I, I share it to my friend or I share it to somebody else, you know, and sometimes I just 
post randomly on uh, on my WeChat. Uh, like yesterday, I said, you know, I, I was I had just finished. Okay, sorry. Let me let me get my thing straight. So I, I read, right? That is, I, I do that almost every day. I read, and then I um. I, 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 I try to keep my distance from social media. This is just me, especially yeah, sure. Instagram, all those things, Facebook. I don't know. I, so I try to keep my distance from that. And then I have quiet time. I literally have quiet time. Just You just sit and think about your life and think where you want to be. And um, I also uh, do have moments where I, I have a mantra I have uh, here that I try to say out loud every day and I have things that I read, you know, that, that help me keep in shape. And I also do physical exercises. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not muscular, but I, I try to, to keep my, to keep my physical, okay. to my, phys, my physique well, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you said a lot of things you, it sounds as if you um, engaging in the quality time with yourself. I would love to hear your, what we, what you call a mantra is, is an affirmation, obviously. So do you mind sharing it with us? Well, well, this this one is quite long. Uh, it's it's called the self confidence formula. I extracted this from. Where can we find it then? Uh, what's the name of the book? Think and Grow Rich. Okay, it's called yeah. the self confidence formula. Formula, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it okay. says uh, if you have a PDF, I, if you have a PDF of the book, I think you can search for the keywords. I know that I have the ability to achieve the object of my definite purpose in life. That's Ooh, how like it that. starts. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And where do I find this? Uh, the, the the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Oh, um, who is that? Um, Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill. That's it. That's yeah. it. I have that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the quickest way to find it is if you you you, you get a PDF and then you you search, you do your find. Oh yeah, I have it in my um, I have it in my uh, Kindle. I, I already yeah. have it. So yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be so yeah, that, that that's that's. From. That's basically what I do. I read and then I, I just pay attention to myself and I give time to me. I, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I know that you may not think that you are impacting your community, that you enjoy your alone time and things, but the message that you share today is most certainly going to be impactful to you know, individuals in your age group, in college. Um, there's, there's, a, there's just a different level of understanding and awareness and support that students do need. And one yeah. of the things that I want them to understand in this conversation is that the help is there. There are, yeah. there are professionals like myself and other professionals in the city that are ready and willing to provide the service to help you all navigate this landscape because it's very different than when I was in college. Um, the world wasn't in a pandemic when I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for your candor, for your honesty today. And we're going to shift to the rapid question round. And then we'll come and we say you don't have social media, which yeah, is not yeah. a problem. Um, social media has great benefits, but it can also be detrimental if not used correctly. Yeah, right. Yeah, so if you yeah, know that's, that's a distraction right. for you, you do whatever you have to do uh, to stay in a good space. So we're going to go first to our first wraparound question. And what's one word that you would use to describe yourself? I am. Oh, one word. Am. I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you got to think about it a little harder than that. 
Well, honestly, uh, one word. Uh, as I said before, I don't like to identify myself with content and things and whatever. So the, the one word that I would describe myself is self. Okay. I would give yeah. you a different word. One of the things you said earlier today was conscious and self-aware. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Conscious. Well, if yeah. I'm gifting you anything today, that's that's the word that I would give to describe you. Yeah, conscious. Um, yeah, yeah. So, who's who's your favorite artist? As in musician, artist, artist. Well, Bob Marley. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bob and Marley. we've talked about something that you do for self care. What's one thing that you love about yourself? <sighs> well. I love that um, I haven't been able to lose, I haven't been able, I, I, I haven't lost myself completely at any point in my life. No matter how much problems I faced or no matter how down I felt, or there's a time I, I felt so depressed that, you know, it sounds crazy, right? But I felt so depressed that my heart was heavy. I could not stand up. crazy at all. It's, it's that, yeah, I, I felt that kind of a depression that you'd be lying on a couch and you feel so heavy that you cannot stand up. Even in those moments, I love that there was a, a background thought or a subconscious, no, subconscious is not the word because I was, I was able to know it. But there was a background thought that told me that no you're able to get out of this that's that's one thing i love about me there's always that i don't know if it's a voice or whatever it is but there's always that the thing that tells me that you can do it that's it intuition intuition. exactly that's the word yeah yeah intuition yeah (laughs) my intuition yeah what's your favorite country to visit oh well my i I would i would i would visit um think uh, honestly <laughs> I, I i think i will visit uh oh that's pretty hard uh, uh I, honestly sorry about this i, I cannot <laughs> loading. okay that's fine what's one thing that you love most about your culture well resilience mm. Yeah, in my culture, we we have this resilience uh, that we have, and and we 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 when we focus on something, uh, we get it done. You know, that's that's basically what we do. You know, uh, when when when, uh, when post independence, nineteen eighty. Uh, the, the government and everyone, the community and the society was focused on getting everyone educated, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, even though things might be hard, but everybody goes to school in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Every single kid, unless you are ex- you are on the other side of the extreme, but everybody goes to school. So this, that's the culture that I like. And also the, the unity, not the unity, but the, there is this feeling that you have that no i am a zimbabwean and i can make this happen you know i i I, I, yeah i I completely believe that you can find a zimbabwe practically almost in every country 
almost, I believe that. If you cannot find them there, at least one person has been there. So I know that we have, a, we have this ability to outreach and we have this ability to, to do things beyond our abilities. Thank you. And so my last wrap around question would be, and I think you probably said it already, but you can say it again. Um, give us your favorite inspirational quote or affirmation. Uh, well, I would say that if you are unhappy, um, this, okay. Oh, okay. I said this one before, like the, 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 what you need as a human being is that you need to have a purpose and, and, uh, and friends, but I would also want to add that if you are unhappy, uh, don't try to find things that would make you happy, but, uh, rather look for what's causing than happiness and deal with that so deal with the cause or the problem but not the symptoms that's that's what i would like to say hear you so go to the root of the issue yes go to the root of the issue that's you know when you're having so much confusion and so much noise in your life you're unhappy don't try to find a girlfriend to make you happy don't try to go to the club and make you happy don't try to play games or watch movies just sit yourself and face it Sit down, you. sit down with yourself, face it. Yeah. And I, my friend and I, we're thinking of, um, it's still a thought, but we're thinking of, of co-authoring a book called, um, you're still thinking of the name, but so far we have decided to call it Become. And we, we think we think it's going to have a great impact, especially on our on our age. Yeah, because that's, 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 that's what we're thinking of, of doing. Oh, and also I had forgotten. One, the other thing that I do on my, to keep my mental health is I write. I, I write a lot. That's obvious. <laughs> yeah, I write. I, I write poems, you know, and some of the okay. poems that are, I'll, I'll share some of them with you later on. But some okay. of the poems that I write, I I did not understand them, you know. I, I don't know. I have this thing of, ah, I cannot explain. I, I kind of disconnect with me or sometimes I, 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 I hear something talking. I don't know if it's inspiration or intuition. I don't know. But I think about something and then I start writing down, you know, and sometimes they don't, they don't make sense. And my, my poems, most of them, that some moment. of them I don't do. Yeah. So when I write those things down, you know, I write them down and I've learned that writing down, writing things down crystallizes, distills and yeah. breaks apart into a whole, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I, 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 some of the things that I wrote down in my poems, I'm seeing them in the books that I'm reading now. I'm like, oh, so this is this is what I meant. There's the connection. So, so this is so this is the connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's basically that's that's basically I, what it is. I appreciate that you're really open to the process without actually knowing what the process is. Yeah, that's exactly right. Doing are literally the things that I suggest, you know, as a licensed therapist to clients, uh, people that I talk to, people that I coach. So I would, I would encourage you and your friend to be diligent in your efforts with doing the book, maybe out, write your outline, get everything done, do your research, whatever you need to do, but, but don't falter, keep going. And with that, I want to thank you, Simba, for sharing your time with us today. It has been an awesome message. I've learned a lot just by listening to our conversation, being engaged in our conversation. Yeah, um, And for everyone that's watching, I want to say thank you for tuning in to Black and Abroad. I encourage you to keep taking risks, keep impacting your communities, and keep prioritizing your mental health. 
So please share this in your communities. We're trying to grow this message of breaking stigma and taking care of ourselves. And with that, we're going to say peace, everyone. Peace out. <laughs>